0: SAFM Sports Rap.
1: Welcome to it. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is SAFM Sports Rap on South Africa's news and information leader. Thank you too to the MoneyWeb team. They're back again on your radio tomorrow at six. My name's Brad Brown, going to be with you for the next half hour. Coming up on tonight's show, we'll be chatting some women's crickets. We'll touch base with the Proteas Camp following their 5-2 series defeat to New Zealand. Sine Luce, all-rounder, will be joining us on tonight's show. We'll also have some tennis action for you from Singapore in the WTA uh, finals that are taking place there at the moment. And we'll also chat some English football, and we'll hear from Mamalodi Sundowns as well. And speaking of which, they touched down in South Africa this morning to a hero's welcome from... Their fans at the Oatambo International Airport, and we'll hear from what happened at the airport a little bit later in the show as well. Looking ahead to some action tonight in the absolute premiership, Ajax Cape Town up against Bidvest Wits at the Cape Town Stadium. Meanwhile, in England, all eyes will be on Old Trafford tonight when Manchester United take on bitter rivals. Manchester City in the League Cup. Also tonight, West Ham United welcome Chelsea to the Olympic Stadium while Sunderland travel to St. Mary's Stadium to play Southampton. In other international football news, uh, Cote d'Ivoire forward Gervinio will reportedly miss the 2017 AFCON. He's ruptured knee ligaments. In tennis news, day four of the WTA finals in Singapore an eighth seed Svetlana Kuznetsova secured her second win in the white group after she battled past four seed karolina pliskova 3-6 6-2 six, six, and 7-6 the other day's other match shes Agnieszka Radvanska take on gabriela Muguruza we'll chat to peter Mercado uh, in a short while in some cricket news uh, looking at uh, one day international that uh, took place today in uh, t- where's it ranchi That's where it was. New Zealand up against India, batting first. New Zealand 260 for 7 in their 50 overs. India in reply. uh, It's very, very close. They need 23 more runs of 12 balls with one wicket remaining. They're currently 238 for the loss of 9. In swimming news, South Africa's Chad LaClose won the 100-meter butterfly final at the FINA World Cup in Tokyo. It is day three, or day two today, rather. while Roland Skuman tied for third in the 50-meter freestyle. And finally in golf news, Masters champion and race to Dubai leader and former winner Danny Willett will play in next month's Nedbank Golf Challenge. That's great news that he is coming back to South Africa.
2: This is sport on SAFM. every supporter's greatest resource.
1: Well we head to Singapore now here on SAFM sport trap last night. Uh, we were chatting WTA Finals. We do the same again this evening but uh, last night this time it was actually bucketing down with rain. Peter McCado joins us now. Peter has the weather cleared up at least?
3: It absolutely has, Brad. It is a wonderful evening here in Singapore. Uh, no threat of thunderstorm. We have a little bit of lightning uh, a bit earlier in the evening, but so far, so good tonight. It's all clear, and the tennis has just been exceptional.
1: It has been, and and particularly that first game. I I love it when 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 matches go the distance, and that first one was uh, was was pretty decent. Three sets, uh, a, a hard-fought victory, wasn't it?
3: certainly was, Svetlana, because are getting the job done. I don't know how she's doing it. She's finding strength from somewhere, considering that she played a tournament in China, Tianjin. Then there was an outside chance of making the WTA final, so she said, Right here, i I'm going to go and play in Moscow the week after, which was last week. She goes through. She has a whole bunch of three-set matches. She wins the tournament. She needed to win the tournament to earn her place in the field here. And then jumps on a plane straight away, comes to the tournament here, has a really tough three set win in her opening match, saving a match point along the way. And tonight she was down a set against Carolina Pliskova. She lost the first set 6 3, then came back 6 2, and then it was just touch and go all the way through the final set with Pliskova having a chance to serve out the match. She got a little bit tight, made some unforced errors, it went to a tiebreaker. Even that was close. It was, the ebbs and flows of the match were just extraordinary because Netzeva comes out on top 7-6. I've got to say, Brad, she is one of the most entertaining people when she gets into the press room. I just love sitting in there because she gives honest answers. She's talking about, you know, that she's entitled to feel a little tired after her matches, but she finds the reserves and she doesn't give up and she's got this newfound maturity and professionalism to her game and she's just one of the characters. And it's fantastic to see her playing so well here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and playing those tournaments and, and, and really working hard to get here has probably given her quite a bit of confidence knowing that uh, she's, she's had a, a few hard weeks and, and coming in, here yeah, she's got absolutely nothing to lose because <laughs> months ago she, she wasn't going to be here.
3: Absolutely, and she was, she talked about that in her, her post-match press. I mean, she would have preferred an easier route to get here, just to not so many three-set matches along the way, but she's had to do it, she's had to fight. I think she's just moving into autopilot mode and, and just trying to get the job done. And because she is the experienced player in the draw, it's been such a long time since she's been here last, and she doesn't have the greatest of records, she sort of does have that nothing-to-lose feel. But she comes in and every time she's down she finds a way back. She does look tired in her matches at times but she gets that second wind and she talked uh, tonight about the the fact that she's got that mental edge over some of the other players that she can sense that weakness that when their game drops away she's not going anywhere and certainly it set her up nicely. She's top of her group at this stage with the two wins on the board and obviously the match continuing uh, as we speak but look she's in excellent shape. I mean she may not be physically feeling it at the moment. It might be very Retired tomorrow, but she's in great stage to move, a uh, great take to move into the semi final
1: Yeah, she's put herself in in the best possible position because uh, the pressure's on everyone else now. And uh, if she has a good performance in her last round robin clash, she's she's uh, done and dusted and she's through, which is uh, a fantastic performance. But let's talk about the other match that's on court as we speak. Uh, Agnieszka Radvanska up against uh, Gabriela Muguruza, That on paper could be a, a pretty good clash. How's it how's it panning out?
3: Yeah, it's tied at the moment uh, Bradford. 7-6 the first set going to Radvanska and really that's a set that could have gone either way. It was Radvanska getting off to a good start and then was pegged back by Muguru desperate to win this to keep herself in the contest and then uh, just uh, a short while ago 4-3 to Radvanska in the second set. So just managed to just to turn the momentum slightly in her favour in this second set, but still a little ways to go in this one. But Radvanska just edging out Muguruza, but, gee, there's not a lot in it. And, really, this particular group, this white group that we've had, has been remarkable. I mean have gone the distance, have had lots of entertainment, players get ahead, then they drop away and the other player comes back. Um, the, the, the red group's been a little bit more straightforward, but the, the white group here has uh, been the, the close one and the one to watch.
1: Yeah, There's been a lot of tennis played in that white group, but the red group back on court again tomorrow. We obviously spoke about the matches were on court last night. Uh, what, what are the matchups looking like for tomorrow, Peter?
3: Well, it's uh, one for Angelique Kerber, I think. She's she's the main one to to watch, I guess, in her matches that she's played so far. She's been... Really, in exceptional form in this white group. But um, at the moment, it stands that all four players who are competing, there's still a chance of making it through to the, the semi finals because it is a top two system with the, the round robin format. So, certainly, every player that's, uh, that's playing, Dominika Sibylkova, I guess, is a case in point because she's in a, uh, a bad position. She's sort of sitting there going, Well, I need to win a match here. And she sort of came in last night after a loss and had the shoulders down and thought, Well, I'm in a bad spot here. How am I going to be able to get back? you still a chance of making it. And under this system, if you have, even if you manage to, to scramble one win, um, then that'll put you with a chance of, of picking up that second spot. So, all four players on the court. The other thing, too, but I should mention, too, is the doubles draw gets underway. The doubles here is a straight knockout. Um, system, uh, so there's only the, the eight teams competing and uh, they're straight into the quarterfinals and it is straight knockout and the uh, The top seeds will be first up in action with uh, Carolyn Garcia and uh, Kiki Mladenovic. So it um, be interesting to see how they go. They're playing first up. We've got some afternoon sessions coming in. Um, Tanya Mercer and Martina Ingus reuniting for the end of season championships. They'll be playing on Friday. Carolina Prishkova is the one with the double duty. She's playing singles and doubles here. So look, there's a lot to look forward to as we get towards the business end and we start to count and count back and work out who's in and who's out and that sort of thing. And that, as we've talked about uh, previously, it's about. Uh, keeping the excitement up for the fans so that it goes right through into the last matches so very much looking to see how it all plays out
1: and it looks like it's going to just get more and more entertaining if today's action is anything to go by, I think uh, the rest of the week is going to be fabulous, Peter Mercado thank you so much for your time once again here on SAFM, we look forward to catching up again tomorrow
3: yep, look forward to it Brad, thanks
2: The gruelling hours the pressure of life or death decisions it's safe to say it's tough working at a hospital but let's pause for a second and consider the one worker that works harder than all the rest. Harder than the maternity nurse nine months after Valentine's. Harder than the plastic surgeon ahead of bikini season. Harder than the hospital manager on his golf swing. Harder than that new nurse trying to land herself a doctor. (laughs) Working day and night, watching over patients and visitors with no breaks and no annual trips to Mauritius to look forward to. It's your hospital TV. Treat it right. Pay your business TV license, TV licenses, pay yours, make a difference. Safm Sports Wrap.
1: You're listening to Safm, South Africa's news and information leader. And if you've been following it, and hopefully you have, because we've been following it here on Safm. The South African ladies cricket team just wrapping up their seven-match series against the White Ferns, against New Zealand here on South African soil. And for one, I love the fact that we're playing a seven-match series. Unfortunately, we lost that series five-two. But we join now by protest all rounder Sine Lu Sine. Welcome onto uh, Safm. Thanks for joining us tonight.
4: Thank you so much for having me.
1: So, hey, first up, obviously disappointed, uh, I'm sure, as a player, five-two series loss. You would have uh, you would have hoped for the series victory, but it was a it was a, a tight a tight four series, wasn't it?
4: Yes, um, definitely. Um, I think they coming here. We didn't really know what to expect um, of them because we haven't played them recently in an ODI. Um, but I think the girls have done really well. I think we made history by winning them for the first time in an ODI. And uh, obviously, it wasn't the result we have we would have wanted. We obviously would have wanted um, 7-0 would, would have been ideal. But, um, yeah, I'm just so proud of the girls, how far we've come and how we have grown as a team. Um, I think in the past, we, we usually would like just last 7-0 and not even compete. But I think this time around, we really um, gave them a run for their money. We really pushed them. And we put them under pressure. I think more times than they than they would have um, wanted. So I'm really proud of the girls and um, how far we've come.
1: But before we talk about some of the specifics, a seven-match series that doesn't happen often. It must be nice to to con- be able to play consistent top-level cricket like that.
4: Yes, it was really great. Obviously, it, uh, it took a few days for the body to adjust after all the <laughs> after all the games we played. But um, yeah, it was. We have never played a seven-match series. Never even a, a five. Um, um, ODIs like after in a row but uh, yeah, it was really good I think more cricket should be played uh, between between the countries in a series um, and yeah I think we as a South African side don't really play as much ODIs as the top four games as the top four teams but it was really good to, to just um, compete against the best in the world and and uh, like see um
1: we are all, We are also there and we can also compete against them. So now one of the things I'm sure disappointed you as a, as a squad was your, your consistency because there were times where you played fantastic cricket but there were other times that you, you let yourselves down I, I'm sure you'd agree with me there were, there were patches where you could have played better. Do you think that was probably one of the biggest takeaways out of the series is that's where you need to improve is playing consistently good cricket? No, I
4: think you've got it spot on. I think... Uh, We've been consistently inconsistent, as as we would say. But um, yeah, that's definitely something we're going to work on on the the few days we we are at home before leaving for Australia, the seventh of November. And um, but yeah, we've had lots of chats about it. And um, there's something we also talked about, like the the bowling and the batting department hasn't fired equally on the same day. So I think if we can get that right, if the bowling can come to the party and the batting on the same day, I think we're going to be unstoppable as a team.
1: Let, let's look at, at at some of the performances particularly just looking where where there's been collapses you talk about that consistently inconsistent that uh, i mean in in the shorter format of the game in in 50 overs all, all you need is really one person to really come off and get a big score but there were lots of scores in the 20s 30s and 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 it looked like you guys struggled to kick on and someone went on and got a, a big 50 or possibly a 100 is, is that an accurate comment
4: Yes, I think, I think um, all of the batsmen would be very disappointed by the performance and not turning that, that 20 and 30 into a 50 or even a 100. I think that's something we have to go work on. I think we have to go sit down and look at ourselves. Just, is it maybe like a concentration thing or what's happening when we get to the 20s and 30s? But, yeah, I think the 10 days coming, um, we're going to work hard on that. I think we know now what we're lacking, and I think we can only improve.
1: So now, for you personally, the, the, your game, I mean, what what do you think personally you you need to work on? What are some of the positives that you took out of the series from, from your game personally?
4: Yeah, I think also just the consistency part, um, um, bowling especially, I think I've been my, I haven't been economical at all the series. I think that's something I really need to go work on to see where, um, where I can really stop the, the singles and the boundary options of Australia. Um I, but I'm, I'm, a, like I'm feeling good about the batting. There was a few times that I didn't score, but I felt, I also got like, I'm batting seven, so I also felt like the contribution, the twenties that I got was, was very important for me as a batsman just to know that I'm still important, I'm still an important part of the team batting seven.
1: As, as far as World Cup aspirations, obviously this series was pretty important, uh, the top four teams qualify automatically, this uh, a series victory yeah, would have really put us in great position, as it stands now we're not in the top four so there's still a lot of work to do, what's the, what's the process going forward here, I know that if we don't finish the end of the year uh, in the top four there's a, a tournament that we need to play to make sure that we do qualify, is that correct?
4: Yes, I think if we as a team want to qualify for the World Cup, we have to beat um, Australia in the upcoming 2-3-0 in the first three games. Um, And if we don't do that, we have to go to the World Cup qualifiers in Sri Lanka in February.
1: Let's talk about Australia. We know how fierce they are as competitors. How much do you know about them from a skills and and team perspective? Uh, Is there a lot of work going on behind the scenes, looking at specific players, where the weaknesses are? What sort of work has been done there?
4: Yes, I think we've, we've only played them in uh, T20s recently, so, but we know what they can do. We know they are number one at the moment, so we know they're a, a really good team, and we know the Elise Berry and the Healy and the Meg Lannings of the team. I think um, coming next weekend, we're all getting back together as a unit. I think that's where really, we're really going to be on the computers, analysing them, knowing where the strengths are, where the weaknesses are, and where we have to go work on, um, to just compete and to just know where our lines and lanes and where are the batting options and, and things should be.
1: So now, for you personally, you, you only turn 21 in January next year, so you're still a, a youngster. You, you must be loving life as a, as a professional cricketer. It's, uh, uh, I mean, it must be amazing.
4: Yes, obviously, it's really fun to be a 10 year old um, seeing the world, um, but it also comes with the challenges. Like today, I have to do like two assignments. I have to give in tomorrow for my studies but it's really great, it's a great opportunity just to be in the side and it's so privileged where we are at the moment and having momentum on board, giving out contracts, I think that's something really, really great that's happening and I think our country is really growing um, as women in sport and I think we should only go forward.
1: Sunay, so I love the fact that you're studying on top of all of this as well. For you, obviously, education is important and you need to have something else. Your, your cricket career is not going to last forever. What are, you, what are you busy studying currently? Sorry, what was that? What are you you currently studying?
4: Uh, I'm finishing my diploma this year in sports science and then I'm starting with my degree in education next year. I really have a passion for education. I think really our country needs more teachers and just somebody that can inspire young children to become better people.
1: Nelous, you're an inspiration. Thank you very much for your time. Get back to those studies, get those uh, assignments in, and I hope uh, it goes according to plan. And good luck on the trip to Australia and the build-up to that. And let's hope that we can win 3-0. We don't have to worry about that qualifying in Sri Lanka. Yes, thank you. That would
4: be great. (laughs) Thank you for having
2: me. This is Sport on SAFM, every supporter's greatest resource.
1: On to some football news now, and it was a momentous day for Mamelodi Sundowns and their fans. They were welcomed back to South Africa to a hero's welcome. It was great to see so many uh, Mamelodi Sundowns fans at the Oartambo International Airport. And, uh, yeah, lots of celebrations to be had, lots of dignitaries there. Someone who was there, too, was Mduduzi Ndlovu, and he filed this report.
5: Those are voices of thousands of mamelodies Sundowns supporters who were singing and chanting the team's slogans at Oarutambo International Airport in Kempton Park as they welcomed their heroes home. The players were overwhelmed by the hospitality at the airport following their victory in Egypt where they beat Zamalek on aggregate to lift the Cape Champions League tightly. Coach Pito Musimane says the team is ready to continue with their good run in domestic competitions.
2: I don't even know what to say of the uh, reception I get. From the leadership, chanting my name is really, really humbling. It's unbelievable. I'm, I'm, I'm honoured. I really appreciate it. I want to thank the players because they are the ones who play. They are the ones who make us speak today as we speak, but they, they deserve the credit. They won the Cup. We are the local champs. So we won the league. And now we are the continental champs. We want to protect
5: the Telcom Cup, uh, Minister. Sometimes owner Patrice Mtsipe was also there to congratulate the new kings of African football on their feet.
1: Mamilori Sundowns played for South Africa. Mamilori Sundowns won the cup for South Africa. Mamilori Sundowns played for Southern Africa. Mamilori Sundowns won the cup for Southern Africa. Mamilori Sundowns indeed played for the whole of Africa. We won the cup on behalf of the whole of Africa. Masanda Manahola! Oh.
5: Football heavyweight, the PSL chairman Dr. Ivan Koza and the Safa president Dr. Denis Jordan also paid homage to the Brazilians.
2: It has added in the happiness index of the country, but more importantly it has restored the confidence and integrity of the Premier Soccer League as the number one league in Africa. So it's important also that this has become a motivating influence on all PSL teams that one day I want to see two PSL teams in the Final World Champions League.
5: As the new club, African champions, and also the club that will represent us in the FIFA World Cup uh, in December, where they play their first match on the 11th of December in Osaka in Japan. We want to wish them all the best, to uh, pitch some all the players, and Patrice Mansepe. Congratulations. The sports ministry couldn't be left out. It was represented by the Minister of Sport and Recreation, Figilembalula.
1: Thank you to all of you, Sundown supporters,
2: and all South Africans for believing in this team. In this team, we don't only have Sundown players. We've got Africans from
1: Zimbabwe, Uganda, everywhere. Southern Africa has won. There is nothing that you can ask for. But I will be there in Japan.
5: Sundowns' legends, Joel Fire Masilela, Jetro Lavas mushala and Jan Malombo Lichaba were happy to see the current crop of players with their gold medals. Masilela and mushala were part of the Sundowns' team that lost to Ali Ali in the 2001 champions League final. Fire and Malombo commended the team for a job well done.
2: They have set the standard, So, other things they should follow. It's not all about uh, sundowns uh, as, as it is uh, only, but this is for the country. And you know, it's going to help us in terms of developing, uh, helping Bafana Bafana. to to also compete. Very much proud of what uh, our team Mamid Sandow did. I'd like to take this opportunity just to thank our President, the passion that he had for football, uh, what he has invested, the coach with Msimani, they just put a, a big smile to our President and his
5: family. Thousands of fans were cheering, singing and celebrating as the team arrived home after their victory in Egypt. I'm happy to see Sundance support in a large number, given that team has arrived with the star. I'm so, so, so happy, my man. I'm happy the thighs here is home. Pizza, 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 pizza. Liberian striker, Antonila LaFour found it difficult to cope with defense speculation. My brother aren't too happy. It's a good thing, you know, but uh, it shouldn't get to us. We shouldn't get too complacent, you know. What's happening now is just a moment. We should live, we should enjoy it. And then, from here we need to go for training and start concentrating because if you play for some you want to win every tournament. Towns will face when see the telecom knockout on Thursday evening. I am in Johannesburg.
2: The SABC has signed a code of conduct that is enforced by the Broadcasting Complaints Commission of South Africa. Under the code, we are committed to giving news that is accurate, comment that's fair, and programming that is not harmful, does not amount to hate speech, or violence or explicit sex. If you think we are not living up to that code, then you can inform the Broadcasting Complaints Commission of South Africa. Direct any complaints in writing to the BCCSA, P.O. Box 412-365-Craig Hall-2024. That's the BCCSA, P.O. Box 412-365-Craig Hall-2024. Send a fax to 011-326-3198. Or an email to bccsa at nabsa.co.za. For more information, please visit bccsa.co.za. It's all
1: happening movie wise all through October on SABC3. The love of art may lead to murder in grapes on a vine, and Richard Gere deceives the world in the hoax. Determination may get a Liverpool fan to the match in will and enable a blind man to touch the top of the world. Two Worlds Collide in The Good Man and Romance Rules in Love Makers. Saturdays at 7 and 9 and Sundays at 7. Great movies coming
2: your way all through October on SABC3. This is Sport on SAFM. Every supporter's greatest resource. On
1: some football now, and uh, all eyes are going to be on Old Trafford tonight. What an encounter. We are looking forward to this evening. Manchester United hosting their bitter rivals, Manchester City. And the pressure is on the Red Devils. We join now by uh, football bandit, Justin Tureen. Justin, welcome on to SAFM Sports Wrap. don't know about you, but I can't wait for that one. No,
3: it's going to be an exciting uh, Manchester
0: derby tonight. Uh, And I think both managers have got a point to prove So looking forward to uh, seeing uh, a decent battle down there tonight I don't think anybody's going to be coming there and just defending and parking the bus Even Mourinho is going to leave his bus at home I think he knows he's got a point to prove tonight Not even just a point to
1: prove, the pressure is on Particularly after last weekend's uh, loss to to Chelsea I mean, they got absolutely hammered And uh, I don't want to say the pressure's on, but the pressure is on There's no two ways about it Uh, United fans are not happy
0: no, absolutely, I mean, uh, the last that I heard Van Gaal's record was actually better at this point <laughs> than what Mourinho is doing at the moment, so yeah, the Man United fans are not happy at all and it's quite strange to go into a Manchester derby uh, thinking that both of the teams actually are under pressure and both the managers are under pressure, I mean, normally uh, both of them are flying and that's in, and always oh, there's one manager that's under a little bit of pressure because they haven't been getting the results that they should be but I mean, this was one of the few Manchester derbies where both managers are actually under a hell of a lot of pressure at the moment and uh, both have got a points to prove, I mean, Mourinho has been about life in Manchester and how he's living out of a hotel and uh, he hasn't found himself a house yet, and how the paparazzi hound him all the time and he can't just go out and live a normal life. And he's kind of said a little bit that that has contributed to maybe his downfall uh, to start off his career at Manchester United. And then you've got someone like Pep who started off the season brilliantly well, uh, went 10 games in a row winning for Manchester City, and now all of a sudden they've had five consecutive games without a win. So the pressure's now on Pep too, and he's come out and said how uh, he still needs a bit of time, he's still new to to the whole England and uh, Football Association and the Premier League and all things like that so he's come out now and said well look you're criticising me but I still need a bit of time I'm still new at this as opposed to someone like Mourinho who's been at Chelsea for a long time and he's used to the English media and the English game and that Pets kind of turned around and said well I'm not really used to it so yeah both managers have a big point to prove tonight and none of them can really afford to slip up so it's really going to be interesting, I I can't see anybody defending too much, I can I can see a very very uh, high attacking game and probably a high scoring game as well, having said that uh, you probably expect a couple of the youngsters to come in I mean it's been seen with most of the big teams last last possible on that, there weren't weren't too many uh, starting players from the Premier League that start off but you kind of wonder tonight if the two managers have gotten such a big Going to prove and to show they, that they can do this for their teams that they might be a little bit less reluctant to, to bench some of these guys that are starting in the Premier League and say to the likes of Rooney and that you might be expecting to see tonight. Also someone like Aguero, they could be starting because the team, both teams know that they, they really have to win this and they can't really afford to lose tonight. So it's going to be a really, really interesting battle looking so forward to it.
1: Thanks for that, Justin. And yeah, looking forward to tonight's game. I think it is going to be an absolute cracker. I'll make sure I've got front row seats in front of my telly. Hopefully you do too. Uh, enjoy it and uh, let's see what transpires. I think we could be in for a very interesting evening.
0: Indeed,
3: and
1: bad. I'll chat you soon. SAFM Sports Wrap.
3: And that's about it for SAFM Sports Wrap this evening. Thank you so much for
1: joining us tonight, and thank you to all my guests as well, and a huge thank you to my producer, Siobhan Chetty, for putting it all together tonight. Coming up on the other side of 7 o'clock, it is the Talk Shop with Naledi Malayo. There's going to be lots on the cards uh, after today. Of that, I have no doubt. Make sure you stay tuned and uh, that's all coming your way on the other side of your 7 o'clock news. Just a quick uh, cricket update for you, that match between the West Indies and uh, India. Uh, not the West Indies, India and New Zealand has wrapped up. New Zealand winning it, squaring the series at two apiece with one to play. 19 runs, the margin of victory. What a series that one is turning out to be. So fantastic performance by the Black Caps. From myself, Brad Brown, have yourself a great evening tonight. It is 7 o'clock.